Hi, I'm Chrissy. I'm Joss. And you're listening to Breaking the Curtain, the podcast where we interview our theater idols and chat all about the history behind your favorite musicals. So sit back, relax, and enjoy enjoy the episode. episode. Hello, and welcome back to Breaking the Curtain with uh, me, Chris. (laughs) And me, also Chris. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm Joss. Um... (laughs) And me, my brain is also crisp. Chrissy has perfected mind control over our hiatus. Yes, I did. Regular <laughs> Carrie White over here. Oh no. oh, no. Remind me not to take her, the, her to the prom. <laughs> As of yesterday, I turned 26. You won't be taking me to a prom anytime soon, unfortunately. I am, I've aged out of going to a real prom to begin with. And honestly, and- thank God for that. Prom <laughs> sucked. <laughs> Although I think I could still play a uh, high schooler because I look 16. So if you need me for any of your regional productions of Grease or Carrie or Heathers, I I got you, friends. Yeah, I don't know if I look like a teenager, but my resume says I do. Well, there you go. 20, you know, 25 is the new 20. Okay. 30 is the new 25. Like, you know, age is just a number. Who cares? But we are here with you today to give you some theater updates and just, you know, chit-chat about all things musical theater and and our lives. Yeah, we're here to shoot the breeze. Shoot the breeze. I love that. Yeah, me too. People should say that more often. Yeah, why why don't they? Okay, so the other day was Groundhog's Day, which is also a wonderful musical, and it's it actually has a run coming up, doesn't it, in the West End? Or not the West End, but in the UK. With Andy Carl, or maybe I dreamt that, but I'm pretty sure that is I don't sure think you that dreamt that. Thing. I'm just not sure when exactly that's happening. I thought it already happened. Oh, di- maybe it coincided with the uh, actual Groundhog's Day on February 2nd, but I do have to tell you some crazy news that occurred this Groundhog's Day. Fred Lamarmot, the ground. <laughs> Sorry, I've been laughing about this. I'll cut to the chase here while Chrissy's got the I got it. I got it. Are you sure? I got got it. I literally laughed so hard. I was crying in the Starbucks yesterday. I think they thought I was nuts, but. I mean. I am. (laughs) Fair. Fair assumption there. But Fred LaMarmot, the Quebec groundhog, died the night of Groundhog's Day. Or the eve of Groundhog's Day. So they went to go check on him and he was gone. But you know, they're saying six so more sad. weeks of winter. So I think he uh, he took a look ahead of time and he said, I cannot he handle said, the pressure. I'm out of here. That was a more uh, New York accent. But if it was French, you know. He said, je finis. Je suis fini. Je suis fini. <laughs> and je he died. Fini. And he was gone. Je suis fini. But you know what's so weird is that they had a child, like a random child they selected in the audience to be his replacement for the day. And she was like, yeah, I think it's going to be six more weeks of winter. So who really knows what's going to happen? I mean, Puxatani Phil says six more weeks of winter and he's alive and a groundhog. So I think that's fair. But also, I'm looking out my window. In the extreme cold warning we have oh, right now, after yeah. two days straight of snow squalls, whiteouts, and poor visibility on roads, and I'm going, yeah, six more weeks of winter is fair. Yeah. 
like right now it's minus 30 here, but it feels like minus 40 according to my weather app. Um, not fun, friends. So I, I might make like Fred La Marmotte and <laughs> just give in for the day. That's really dark. <laughs> that was dark. I'm so sorry. That was very dark. So we launched season four earlier or sorry, last month. Oh my goodness, we're February. We launched season four of Breaking the Curtain last month. Uh, and it was an episode all about Glee, which made oh my me God. very happy. I I loved every second of that. I'm so happy that Jocelyn let me finally record a Glee episode. But I think it actually turned out really well because I wanted to make it all about you know, growing up as a theater kid in the Glee era. And I think that came across really well. I know a lot of you enjoyed the episode and sent us really nice messages about it and commented on our um, post about the episode. So thank you for that. And yeah, I really enjoyed that. I did watch some of the Glee documentary that came out to hate watch it because I felt like I couldn't not watch it and I wanted to get mad about it, and I did. Um, it was hard to watch. I don't recommend watching it, and I probably should not have watched it. I know that, but I did. Yeah, it was heavy. It was a lot of info that I wish I didn't hear or know about. So, not that we can erase anything, but it was kind of traumatic. She's texting me during this, and she's telling me like how awful and emotional it is, and I was like, "Girl, turn it off." I should have listened. Um, you should always listen to me. Remember I when I told you you were going to be cold in New York? Yes. I do and whose recall. jacket did you wear? Yours. Mine. You're, you're yes. extra because she brought two. <laughs> the most magical thing about that coat is that I could also fit in it. <laughs> Joss yeah. is like and an extra small small and I am like a large at best. It looked great on you. You need to get one. I was like, there's no way this is going to fit. And then it did. And I was like, okay. We got this. Isn't it nuts how many shows that have closed in the past like month and a half and now so many shows are opening and I'm I cannot keep up. I think that's why we have not done an updates episode in so long, even before uh, our break, because, oh, my God, because we don't know what the hell is going on. There's so much happening. And then, you know, like by the time we edit this and release it, who there will be more. Who knows what will happen, what will be closed, what will be open it's too hard for us to uh, go back and be like, yeah, you know what? So you're not going to be able to see that show because it's actually closing in two days. Surprise, which let's be real. That should never be OK. But it has happened where it shows has happened. Have closed overnight, which is awful. But Chrissy, I mm. wanted to talk because pe- people will like this. I, s- I saw it on TikTok, but then like I was thinking about it, too. So I wanted to ask our followers like what they were thinking, because friends, I don't know if y'all watch the new lot. Li- Live so I'm so stupid. Knives. <laughs> um, what did you call it? Lives out. <laughs> it's about a cat who's out of lives. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the new Knives Out movie, The Glass Onion. It was freaking phenomenal. Loved it. But Leslie Odom Jr., who is coming back to Broadway, which is why I thought of this, is in the movie. Mm. And in the movie, Leslie Odom Jr. is playing this like scientist character he does a great job but during the movie this guy he's like oh yeah hamilton i saw it at the public so like in the glass onion universe 
Hamilton exists, which means by that extension, Leslie Odom Jr. exists. Leslie Odom Jr. is standing right next to this man as a character in this story. And, you know, I thought about the first time I watched it, and then I just kind of, like, ignored it, because there's a lot going on in that movie. But I saw somebody mention it on TikTok last night, and I was like, oh, my God. Is Leslie Odom Jr., like, undercover? Or, like, does this scientist guy moonlight as a Broadway star? Well, that's kind of like Glee, right? Because you have both Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth, and the Glee kids obviously have sang quite a few songs from Wicked, so like Define Gravity and Popular, but who in their universe played Glinda and Elphaba, right? It's interesting. (laughs) Ew, I hate it so Mm -hmm. much. My brain is going to explode. Yep. Anyways, that was was something on my mind. I find that stuff interesting. (laughs) It bothers me. It genuinely bothers me. I mean, I know obviously it's, it's fiction, but it's like, oh, we have so many different universes out there, you know? Maybe Shelby gave Rachel away and then she changed her name to Adina Menzel and played Alphaba and Wicked and then changed her name back to Shelby and went back to wherever the fuck Glee is set and was like, I didn't make it as an actor and I want a baby. I mean, given the writing on certain Glee seasons, I would say that's pretty accurate and I wouldn't doubt it, but... <laughs> It's true. It's it. It's true, though. I should write a. I should write for Glee because. Oh Lord, you did remember? I did. I did once because everybody was talking about like it was right when Beetlejuice came out, and they were like, "Thank God Glee wasn't running when Beetlejuice came out." And then Jocelyn wrote like a fan fiction script ish thing, and then yeah, she as like read a parody, a bedtime story one night. And I read it to Chrissy as a bedtime story because I wrote it as a parody. But I read mm-hmm. it to Chrissy as a bedtime story, and I was like, "Is it just me, or does this actually sound like an episode of Glee?" <laughs> I'm going to record it for you guys, and I'm going to put it on our Kofi mm-hmm. because if you want to cringe at something that is really, really bad, but if you love Glee and Beetlejuice enough to give it a try, um, I will humiliate myself. I will humiliate myself for you. If you didn't know, we have a, a new Kofi membership. So you can join our Kofi for as little as $2 a month on one of our membership tiers. And I think the next one is $4 a month or $9 a month, I believe. You get a lot of really cool benefits. And yeah, you should go check it out. It's on our link tree in our Instagram bio or our Twitter bio. In 10 days from now, it is going to be Valentine's Day. Oh, shit. You're right. Yeah. Um, no way. For all of you lovers out there. <laughs> not, couldn't be us. You Could know what? Be us. I love myself. The only thing going near my mouth this year is a box of February 15th discounted chocolate. So <laughs> you are so gross. I can't believe you led with that. Um, and you told me we had to keep it PG. I meant to kiss. What did you think? Well, that's I'm not, not what, it's, what you think. You asked what? Yeah. Mm, I mm. don't know. You guys can tell me in the in the comments how dirty what Chrissy said sounded. Um, a kiss is not dirty. A kiss on the hand may be quite continental, but discount chocolate is a girl's best friend. 
Amen. And because of that, we are doing a show history episode all about Moulin Rouge. <gasps> Rouge, baby. Rouge, baby. Rouge, baby. Oh, it was going to happen. It was going to happen no matter what. And we were like, let's do it with Valentine's Day and give the listeners what they want. Because all you need is Aaron love. Tveit. All you need is love. And Aaron Tveit is back on Broadway in Moulin Rouge. His vibrato could kill me. But what a lovely way to go, right? Honestly, yeah. Put it on my tombstone and have him sing at my funeral. <laughs> Cause of death, uh, Moulin Rouge performance starring Aaron Tveit. <laughs> Cause of death, Aaron Tveit's vibrato. Imagine a coroner writing that, though. <laughs> Why did she die? Somebody's performing an autopsy. <laughs> Somebody's performing an autopsy and they're like, ooh, yes. Cause of death, Aaron Tveit's vibrato. <laughs> signed <laughs> the official coroner's report oh my god he seems genuinely like a nice person as well yeah very low-key i like him i think he's sweet but yeah he is now in moulin rouge until april i believe like the april 9th or something like that um yeah we're very excited about that and we yeah we have our show history about moulin rouge coming out on valentine's day who doesn't love moulin rouge I freaking love this show. You know, we saw so many amazing things when we were in New York, but I had the most fun, I think, at Moulin Rouge. Mm. It was just, it, it was, was like very, a concert. It's, it's an experience as well, because yeah. you walk in, the entire theater is lit in red lighting, and you have the elephant. Chrissy's right. And it's funny, this is actually a quote from the movie, but you know, the Moulin Rouge is a state of mind. Oh, yes, it is. It truly is. It truly is. It truly is. I'm so excited to talk about this show, but we'll save it for we'll save it for Valentine's Day. So come back and spend Valentine's Day with us unless, you know, you're cool and have plans. And in that case, you won't need the discounted chocolate on February 15th. So that will be more for me. Sunset Boulevard is currently uh, is it in concert? What is it? Or it's a one night only. Was that last night? I can't remember, but I really need somebody to drop something from that because... Yeah, that looked really good, too. That promo clip of Stephanie J. Block, Chrissy. Mm, Yes, I know. I I saw it. I was like, ah! Yeah, like, I know I screamed about this to you, but I'm going to tell our friends here because if you want to go into performance, go and watch that video because it is a masterclass. And this is a song that, you know, it has its big belty moments that people remember. But what Stephanie J. Block does, Mm. she finds the quiet moments in that song and she chooses them so wisely. And where she takes her breath and where she pulls into it being very quiet. Oh, my God. It's just masterful, masterful work. Maybe Stephanie J. Block uh, finally got to be Elphaba. In the Glee universe. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I'm going with that. I'm going to say that. I'm okay with that. I'm very much okay with that. I'm saying so that's th- what happens in Glee. All yeah. right. And that's what you missed on Glee. Glee. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, there's a I lot of myself. those like classic great shows that we all love um, being like revived and having 
one night only events. There's parade coming up next month, I believe. Yeah, Sweeney Todd as well. I'm really excited for parade. Like, I'm really like excited to see that get a Broadway run. The production looked incredible, and um, Sweeney Todd, obviously. You know what I'm Y'all wondering know. though about Sweeney Todd. One, although I don't think it's ever too soon for a Sweeney Todd revival, because I Amen, think people girl. will go see it no matter what. But I wonder how it'll stand and how it'll hold up to the immersive Sweeney Todd that we had a few years ago in New York off Broadway. Um, because I, yes. I that ran for quite a while and people loved it and it was different. And yeah, I wonder. Yeah, it's you know, really interesting to see it coming back at this like size of a production in the sense that like you said the revival did really well and yeah and um, it was so different Sondheim, yeah and Sondheim himself he always spoke of the original production of Sweeney Todd that was so big mm. that was Hal Prince's idea so Sondheim right. liked the idea of keeping it like small and intimate and grungy and tight so I'm really curious to see how it does on a large scale but I'm sure it's gonna be great like to me, you can't go wrong with Sweeney Todd. I'm. We know this. I'm not someone who likes immersive uh, theater. I love it from a like a concept point of view. From I, a distance. <laughs> from a very far distance. Although, really, that doesn't matter because look at when they had cats and the cats would climb up to the uh, balcony or the what do you call it? Mez mezzanine. Jesus Christ! Or did I dream that? No, that happened. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure that cats in the original production, they would climb up to the mess. Maybe I'm losing my mind. Are you confusing it with Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? No. Um, No, I am not. I am pretty sure cats, the performers, would climb up to the mezzanine at some point. Anyways, if that's the case, then no, none of us are safe. Like, there's Ooh, nowhere to sit our- in the theater. Can one of our Halloween episodes be Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? Of because I don't know if it's Halloween worthy, but oh, maybe. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> that's one way to put it for sure. Well, no, some of the things that happened with it were kind of. Yeah, terrifying. although I think Wade in the Wings has an awesome Spider-Man video that like Ooh. you probably would benefit more going to watch their video than listening to us talk about Spider-Man. Um, because they have awesome Yeah, I won't waste my time talking with. about it. I'm going to go yeah. watch them. <laughs> I'm going to go watch that. They kind of have, I don't like, the, do the work. top uh, level for this Spider-Man uh, chit-chatty stuff. So go check out Brendan's video on Spider-Man on YouTube. We love Brendan. We do. I will have to watch the Spider-Man one. I'm excited now. But all this to say... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, immersive and I don't go together very well, but I did love the concept of Sweeney Todd being immersive, and I think that is a cooler way to go than a big yeah. Like I saw a lot of shows last year from like community theater to Broadway, and the coolest thing I saw was an immersive production of Sweeney Todd in Toronto, and it was like the coolest shit I have ever seen in my life. Best day ever. Yeah. Because, oh, it's just so good, you know? If someone hasn't sang My Friends, like, an arm's reach from your face, like, you haven't lived. Sorry, you know what? I'm looking up to see if cats really climbed up the mezzanine. 
I'm so positive they did. I will. Someone will correct me. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm that hopeful like that a you will. Dream you had. <laughs> maybe it was like a nightmare I had. Because one thing I don't mess with is uh, cats and immersive theater. So it sounds like the perfect nightmare. I told you guys <laughs> right when. Um, I don't even know if I mentioned this in our New York City episode, but I think I did. Where we saw. We had seen Moulin Rouge earlier that day. We saw the matinee and, you know, that one's pretty immersive. They walk through the audience and all that. And then uh, they're pretty close to you and stare at you and all that. And then we saw MJ at night and I was like on the aisle seat. I was so convinced they were coming in through the audience for Thriller. We were both separated, right? Our seats. (laughs) So I I was like, I'm going to jump in the person beside me like their lap. I don't even care at this point. I'm scared. It's funny because do you remember when we saw we saw Beetlejuice on Broadway and we had like two seat options and Chrissy wanted to sit like in the front row. And I was like, let's sit further back so we can like see it. And you know what? I was right because the big puppet comes up and people run through the front row. I I would have never survived. I I saved a pair of pants for you. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Like I would have. Oh, my God. I can't think about it. I'm getting like actually all nerved up talking about it i don't like that at all i don't know why it happens in so many new productions i love it i'm like yeah it's so scary like don't look at me don't touch me don't talk to me i could never go to sleep no more like ever i my dream is to go to sleep no more i know i need to find someone to go with me because you're not going there's no way in hell am i going to sleep no more I would have so much fun at Sleep No More. That would be like my jam. So if you're listening and you want to go see Sleep No More with me, let's do it. I'm excited. Well, because it's Macbeth, right? Yeah. And then it's also immersive. Immersive Macbeth? Yeah. I'll help you kill King Duncan. Let's do it. Never. Oh, my goodness. We have some really great guests on the podcast this month we do uh with episodes we've already recorded we won't tell you everyone just in case you know subject to like illness or something if they can't make it but we'll tell you the ones that we have recorded that are done yeah that are done okay so obviously we kicked off our interviews with julie boardman if you haven't listened to that one go listen to it she's the co-founder of the museum of broadway and she's like super duper cool um our next interview that'll be coming out we have Rachel Webb from And Juliet joining us. And as you know, I am an And Juliet amper stan, as they call us. So having Rachel join us um, on the podcast was super special. I actually got to see her do half a show as Juliet in Toronto uh, because she plays Judith and covers Juliet. And she's just a powerhouse and a force of nature and getting to chat with her was such a treat and you get to learn a lot about the ins and outs of being a cover on Broadway. So I think that'll be really interesting to listen to. I'm excited to listen back to it. Yeah, we actually just got out of a fabulous interview uh, with Bradley Gibson and Isabel McCalla to talk about Hercules at Paper Mill Playhouse, which we are both so excited for. Um, and genuinely wish we could be there. It's such an iconic story. We love a Disney moment. 
yeah, I love talking with them about this show and their characters. They had such wonderful insights onto this beloved story. And I'm super excited to hear what they get up to on stage. We have a question here from a listener. Mm. And we're going to start answering these questions. Uh, We'll do like one question per episode, I guess, the end of an episode when we do these update ones or like show history episodes. So our first question is from Sad13Bug15, a.k.a. Sadie. And Sadie wants to know, when did your love of theater come about? Um, It's something that I feel has always just been deeply ingrained within me. Um, I grew up with like Disney movies where people would burst into song. I did actually sing before I talked, though. That is true. And, you know, I would watch Golden Age, like, movie musicals with my grandma. So she was a total enabler. (laughs) (laughs) And so I always loved singing, and I loved that sort of thing, and seeing plays. But, like, I think the big tipping point was my dad took me in 2007 to go and see Phantom of the Opera in Toronto. And it literally changed my life. I've been an annoying theater kid ever since. And it's really funny because I was talking to my dad about it. And I was like, you know, it's kind of crazy because you took me to see that show and it changed my entire like view on life. You know, this path I've gone down, you know. I went to school for a theater. I love to perform. I am running a theater podcast, you know? And he looks at me and he goes, I should have taken you to the emergency room. Maybe you would have become a doctor. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a long story short. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. I... I obviously grew up loving Disney movies, and that's where my love of like soundtracks and musicals came from. And then I believe my mom showed me the Annie movie, and I just like adored it, you know. And after that, I watched Grease with my cousin. Mm -hmm. I was hooked on that. And from there, I just... Oh, and also in Grease, in the VHS, they had like this... um, Oh, was it the VHS? No, it might have been one of the Sandy Barbie dolls from like the 90s. And they came with a script of the movie. I remember going through the script and highlighting Sandy's lines. I don't know where I learned that from, but I still have that. I still have my little uh, Grease script that it came with. Manifesting. Manifesting those dreams. Once again, I'm available to play Sandy in any of your regional productions of Grease. (laughs) yeah and if you need a patty simcox i'm really annoying we would be like the perfect duo for that right like that is us yeah and then after that i started researching rent and wicket well wicket came later but rent i was like big on researching on the internet and then wicket i found through loving adina menzel in rent and yeah uh, it snowballed from there buddies now we are here like you said, hosting a theater podcast, and I wouldn't have it any other way because I love doing this. I love uh, not only connecting over shows with my best friend, but getting to connect with our guests and all of you listening. We have so much fun online chatting with you and uh, all of the other creators. So 
Yeah, I love it. But yes, we are, uh, the curtain is broke, and we will see you in our next more serious episode. I can't <laughs> promise to be more serious, but I can promise there's a next episode. I can promise you better content than this, but I hope you enjoyed our goofy episode that we allow ourselves to make once every few months. <laughs> Yeah, because if I don't overshare on the internet at least twice a year, I'm not living, apparently. Nope. (laughs) Bye, guys. Good night, guys.